Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in life and love and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen Tam. And Happy New Year. This is 2017 edition of the Inside the Champion's Mind. We're are We're hot. Yes, I know. She's hot. Uh, I'm we're not literally so much, hot. We're it's, literally hot. It's, it's 40 degrees. It's boiling in here. Air conditioning you might hear in the background, so yes. it's uh, cranking at the moment. So, uh, And we're going to heat up this podcast right now. And, we uh, are. We are. You know, you did well because you said welcome to 2017. I know some other people have been still saying welcome to 2016. Maybe you still want to live in 2016. I did even worse. <laughs> I said happy Easter to somebody, and then I just went, oh, no. <laughs> it's so crazy. It, it is a crazy, yes. crazy time. I We took a break. Um, we took two breaks, almost like Christmas break. And then we yes. had a two day holiday and, you know, we're back in action now. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get into the rhythm of things, isn't it? Um, especially when the beginning of the year starts, um, these kids are still on school holidays and that's when your job kind of <laughs> gets in the sense of taking care of the kids and yeah, I think, activities. You know, I think I've come up with a scientific solution here. You, well, you know how they say humans have some sort of DNA that's similar to chimpanzees. Okay. <laughs> I think there's some cat DNA in there too. Cat DNA. Yes, I have decided this empirically yes. while the kids have been off school. Because if you notice, when you have a cat, and for those of you who don't have a cat, if you've got a piece of paper out or a book, and just as you're about to read, they jump on it and sit on it. And I've noticed the cat, <laughs> the kids are similar. They'll be quietly playing, and I'll suddenly go, they're silent. I could read for two minutes. And as I slowly sit down on the sofa with my book, I barely open it, and then they're all over me. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking there is some cat DNA there. So for those of you parents who have children home and you're busy with them as well, a few more weeks till school starts, 
but we wanted to set off with getting into 2017. I know it's, it's hard when you got the children at home and you know what, just enjoy it. It's only a few more weeks with them being at home and I'm actually quite scared. Uh, you are. You actually don't want them to go I, to school. No, I don't. Christian's going to be going full time. Oh, what do you I, do with all that time? Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> but um, no, some fears were coming up, and that's what we started talking about, which is kind of leading us into this podcast. Is because a lot of people have been setting New Year's resolutions, yep. and there's a lot of fears around failure. And I thought it'd be cool, kind of, to talk about what are we scared of? How do we deal with those fears? How do we, we, we live, we're more likely to live with unhappiness than uncertainty. Hmm. So how do we, how do we move forward? Because, you know, it, it's great to set the goals, but yep. moving forward and not letting fear stop you. Well, the thing is, is actually setting goals. Um, actually, I want to set some, something logistic and we'll come back to fear in a sec, just so that, you know, uh, those of us on, on the video right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, we I sincerely apologize. There's nothing to do with I sincerely apologize that there was no video for one, uh, episode 112 simply because I reset my computer before saving the video. So therefore, there is no video. So that's why. I know. And that was a no. really good one because I'd been to the hairdresser. My hair was looking <laughs> fabulous that day. So all, of all the ones you had to lose. Um, all right. So anyway, so that, my worst fact. fear came. Uh, your came, fear. You know, my worst fear. If did that's come. your worst fear. No, it's not my worst no. fear. So that, setting goals with fears is, is really interesting because um, the challenge for me this year, challenge me for this year was mm. to actually do things that are, that are actually, that's, that makes me scared. And so do things that make you feel scared. Yeah. And and that was sort of the intention that I had going into 2017. I wanted to kind of set challenges um, that anything that kind of scared me. Now, having said that, even just thinking about that scared the living daylights out of well, me. Why do, why do you want to do that? Why? It's because it's a comfort zone thing, right? If, comfort zone. If, because most of us set goals that are usually that's doable or that is, um, that it doesn't stretch you in any way. You just want to accomplish it because you want to, it doesn't actually look into the fact of, does it actually change you, transform you, move you to becoming a better person. And my thing about, you know, 2016 was realizing a little bit of an awakening of going, man, like I didn't even know myself. And then now it's 2017 for me. It's like, okay, well, who, who could I be? What are some of the um, challenges I can put myself in, not necessarily physical challenge, but just things that makes me uncomfortable and mm. why, and asking the question, why does it actually make me uncomfortable? And it doesn't have to be big. Okay. And you got something in your head. You want to say something here, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be big. And even like the smallest thing. So I think we mentioned earlier that, you know, you were an introverted, I'm kind of introverted as well when it comes to, you know, meeting with different people. Yep. And it's just those little things and moments, even in January so far is um, rather than just not talking to someone, just say at the gym or at the cafe or whatever. I made an effort going and having an internal down going, you should just talk to that person. Just get out of your comfort zone. Just talk to them. Now that's not something big. It's not a goal or anything, but it's to have those little moments in life is to overcome that little fear. Because what is, what, I mean, what's the fear there? There's no real fear of talking to this person, asking how the day are, um, or maybe just smiling at someone for the sake of smiling, even though you don't want to smile, just smiling to challenge yourself to going, if I can make the little things, uh, changing, you know, overcome those little fears in my head mm. and the little things then the big things won't become such a big thing. I was laughing because you said to do things you don't like doing. And I'm thinking this is going to work out wonderfully for shopping. Oh man. <laughs> I can just say to you, Lawrence, come on, 
Outside your comfort zone, let's go shopping right now. You're going to enjoy this. The little steps, baby. <laughs> little steps, little steps. Little steps. Um, th- so that's that's where I think when we're going to talk about goal settings and, and, and challenging yourself and creating a new year, for me, it's really about um, looking at the of life challenges and seeing where I could find myself in difficult situations and honoring it. Like this weekend, mm-hmm. um, I'm leaving to Japan for yeah. four days. And we had a big debate on like whether or not I should go or shouldn't go. But one of the challenges for me to go was, is actually for me. And, and because I was, I'm literally scared going to speak to the U.S. military. I'm scared to um, spend time with the people I'm spending with, you know, with Joe Thesena and, you know, Randy Kelly. Not that like they're, they're just people, right? I know they're people intellectually, but you know, there's like, man, like they're like, they've been mentors of mine and I've looked up to them and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And just hanging out with them for four days, it's going to be somewhat of a challenge. And at the same time, um, what do I have to say to someone who's been in the U S military that's going to make an impact in their life? So those are like all the stories. I'm just telling sure. you, these are the stories and the insecurities I'm internally. going through yep. internally. And I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm sure, you know, when I get back, we'll do the next podcast. I'm if not, totally they'll fine. just court-martial you. Yeah, <laughs> someone gets stuck in the U.S. military we base. We see Japan. you again. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing, and and it's it's about that challenge. And if you just sort of take a look right here with that Philip McCurtain sign, I think we showed oh, it to right you right. last time. There oh, we, we no, we couldn't show you because you wasn't on oh, the video. Yes, I used that little that. there. Philip, believe yeah. in, believe in you, you was from Philip McKernan. Um, thank you, Philip, for for gifting that to me. And um, and that that's for me. It's about really about believing in yourself. And those are, I'm just, I'm, I'm being open and honest about the challenges going through my head because I'm sure other people are going through the same thing as well. Yeah. You have lots of fears coming up to do that. So we were talking about fear and you've been reading a massive book. Like this thing is, it's crazy. <laughs> it is like, I've <laughs> never not- seen anything so heavy. I'm surprised I didn't have to pay extra shipping costs when you got this well, book. Listen, like, so, And we were talked about, we were going to share some books and let's share one of them here. This is Tools, Tools of Titan Titans. by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. We interviewed Tim Ferriss uh, on the Wellness Guy show early on in the, in the first year, about four or five years ago. Um, and there's some amazing icons and this is not a book you read front, front to back. It's really about reading from like, you just pick and choose. There's so many people, amazing people, people, some of the people that I know, um, on this and they just, just highlights of stuff. And rather than trying to read this book, um, you know, and just like read it from page to page, I'm actually decided to just read one chapter, get the best highlights and then reflect upon it and going, what, if it resonated with me, I'll take that and actually apply it to my life. Because you had some good reflections on on that when he was talking about fear and failure. And I was hoping you could maybe get into that because you really chunked it down. And it was helpful when I was, you know, I'm still feeling it with Christian going to school and what's going to happen to me and where do I go. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just share kind of what yeah, you were talking so about with us? He has this thing called, instead of goal setting, he talks about fear setting. And I thought it's a really, really amazing concept. So, you know, Tim, fantastic job. Thank you for that. Um, so the, the fear setting is about, go, when, let me... This isn't going in the context of what we just talked about, right? We just talked about goals and how sometimes they're not actually something we, we just something we want to achieve, but this doesn't actually cause us any fear. But sometimes some people actually set goals that kind of creates anxiety and fear in it because of the pit in the stomach. And really, if you, what the fear setting exercise does is that helps you overcome that and mm-hmm. gives you better odds of actually achieving it. So here's the fear setting exercise. And many people have done this is that you basically take three pieces of paper. Okay. Or take one piece of paper and do three Three columns. columns. Either way, it doesn't really matter. And basically what you want to do is ask three essential questions. And the first column or the first page, the first question is what is the worst case scenario? Like what I call maximizing, maximizing the worst case scenario. What is the worst nightmare? So you're taking one fear. 
Take, let's let's take, go back. Take, no, one goal. Like, yeah, take one goal that you okay. want to achieve, or one thing yeah. you want to achieve, yeah. or one. Yeah, it has me your fear. It's like one thing you want to achieve in life. Okay. Okay. It could be business. Could be relationship. It so could you're looking be, at maybe why you haven't done it. So what is your worst? Exactly. So fear of pursuing it. Yeah. Ex- well. Let's take some. Let's use an example. Okay. okay? Let's uh, let's use an example of maybe um, maybe going to hike Everest Base Camp. Like, okay? okay. Just say, just say I want to go hike that's Everest Base Camp. I'll be doing so. I won't be having this in my columns. But, yeah. but just say yes. that's the goal that you're trying yes. to achieve. And okay. then so like, what is the worst case scenario? And then you basically in that column or that page, you I write down. Die. Yeah, you could die. I could die. Um, you could get altitude sickness. You uh, you could lose your job. Because you could of, lose you know, your hands and your legs when they have to cut them off. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so whatever the worst case nightmare yes. is, you write it list all down, down. You list it all down. And you could do this for as simple as something like, um, I want to you know um, lose, say, 20 pounds. Okay. I want to change careers. Or, or I want to change careers. Exactly. What is the worst yeah. case scenario? It's because, like, you know, I'm going to have an income, da 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 So you, the first column is all about writing your worst case scenario. And you want to spend some time on this. Don't just, like, trivialize it. But you want to really blow it out of proportion because... I think this would be an easy column. This is easy. I think this is easy because is we can easy. come up with a million and one reasons exactly. why exactly. <laughs> there's, there's too many no's. No, there's just too many problems with this. I can't, I can't move forward. So and this is this what stops people, right? Yeah, no, totally Do you have these goals? Like everybody's excited about the goal, but then the, that's it. That, <laughs> it stops that, that's there. when the reality sets in and you think, oh my God. It's because all this <laughs> Can I do this? Avalanche of nightmares starts coming down at you and, and then yeah. stops you and it paralyzes you. And so what he's saying is just write it down. So yep. get, get it, it all out of your system and write it down. And something magically happens, I think. A couple things happen. And one I think happens is that when you write it down, you're going, okay, I know I wrote all the worst case scenarios, but like the chances of these things actually ever happening is probably highly unlikely. Right. Um, so it basically you're mitigating, um, some, you know, it's just basically changing the stories in your head, but doesn't, some of those nightmares are actually going to be Mm -hmm. a risk, right? Yeah. But it's not going to be like 80% chance. And then you start to realize, okay, well, maybe it's a 20%. So that takes us to column two. Column two. Column two, um, what I call minimizing is minimum is basically looking at all the nightmare, right? All the nightmares and asking this question and going, how, what are some of the ways that I could minimize or mitigate some of those risks. Right. So if we go back to Everest, where I'm terrified I'm going to die, right. then it could be starting to train. Yeah, you need to train for altitude Hiring sickness. Hiring a coach. Exactly. Hiring a coach, doing some physical training, and actually maybe reading some you know books and actually having someone expertise on someone guiding you to mm. what is the proper training program that you need to have going into Everest. Yes. You know, just not just going, okay, I'm going to go to Everest, I'm just going to show up. Right. Not buying the ticket. Like that doesn't help you. Like there's certain things you need to, if that's a risk of dying or losing your fingers, then maybe you need to go to a proper store to actually show you the proper equipment that you can actually need your yes. gloves and the clothing that you need and don't show up in your, you know, t-shirt, uh, you know, and, uh, and never yeah. right? So those are like writing. The second column is writing all the, the, uh, the, the ways that you can mitigate or minimize the risk. doesn't mean the risk is not there. doesn't mean the fear is not there or the things that are not going to happen. It's just that you're trying to find ways of making sure you could minimize those risks to, um, to a minimum as much as possible. Right. So if somebody had a fear of changing jobs and the fear was that they'd lose the income, maybe a way to minimize that was maybe their parents would be open to letting them move in with them. Yes. Or maybe, maybe. it's to not jump jobs. Like I've changed so many careers, mm-hmm. but it's not to like move jobs right away and just quit your job. Maybe do the side business. If you're an entrepreneur starting a new business, maybe do it at nighttime. You know, mm. just start it and make sure it's a test it and see if it's a product that, or service that people actually so want. So we're really opening, opening the mind here going, okay, if I had to deal with this, 
what are the solutions I would have to this? That's right. Now you still may not want to do it, but it's just, are there solutions to it? And I think doing that, it's removing a barrier in your brain Yes. that you're now looking at what are the possibilities that I can open from this. And you're also extracting from yourself all the action steps as well to actually doing it rather than just going, yeah, that's my goal. And then utilizing that goal. But then when actually hard work starts to come, you don't actually want to do it or it becomes too hard. Right now you're actually sitting there thinking about all the, the steps that you actually to minimize some of those risks because there's always going to be obstacles and risk moving towards something you want because if there wasn't, you would have achieved it by now. Right. So that's what this is there for, um, to actually help you. Like for example, if it's want to lose weight and you need to go exercise, well, maybe it's like the lowering the risk is, you know, getting a buddy, you know, going to a buddy or join a gym where actually it's group training. So there's, you, there's like that commitment of a tribe showing up every single mm. day, whatever it is, like it doesn't really matter how small or how big this thing is. The second column is actually vitally important. But you know what? You could even go through both those things and then it doesn't work. You doesn't, hit failure. Yeah. You could absolutely lose it all. And, right? and your, that takes your, us- your first column, one of those yeah. things, those worst nightmare actually happens. So let's yes. think about your job example. Just you want so we're to getting into career. the third column now. This is the third, third column. column. Um, and the third column is, is, is to look at, or just, just say you lost everything. Yes. What are some, and I think this is a most brilliant question. What are some of the ways, what are the, what are the ways to help you get back to where you were before you lost everything? So now like you actually, if the worst case scenario did happen, yes. what are some of the ways that you need to do or can create for the next, depending on what it is, three months, six months, two years to get you back to ground zero. You, to where you know you what? I like this because I think it's important when we talked about when we were um, having birth with the children, mm-hmm. we did a birth plan. And mm. in that birth plan, there were scenarios that if the worst case happened, what do you want us to do? And I think it's really important to think about those things before they happen, because when you're sleep deprived or when you're in the middle of the worst thing that's happening, you don't have the time and you don't have the clarity of mind to be able to sit there and to look at it. So I think it's, I really like this column because I think what it's doing is it's giving you the time and the space when you have it to sit with it, to look at it and to have the clarity to think, what would I do if it happened? And it's, it's that comfort knowing if it did, I'm you already go- know what to do. I know what to do. I'm going to be okay. I've got, I've got an action plan. It's almost like when they have all those fire, fire drills and things, you know what to do to get to safety because you've pre-thought about it. Yeah. And that's why I really like this column because I think it, it really works well to mitigate that fear, that fear that, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Hmm. There, there are steps that I can do. There's people I can call to help me. Because ex- you're exactly right. And this is why we, when we were on the cruise, the first thing to do on the cruise boat was that we all had to line up. All 3,500 <laughs> 3, people on that boat had to go line up for emergency yes. to know exactly what to do because most people don't cruise, right? Or yeah. on an airplane, why they tell you to go through those things. No one ever listens to it. But really, those safety things are there to train your brain so that you re- repeat it so many times that you know what to do in an emergency. Because when you're in an emergency situation... You don't have time to think. You're panicking. Your emotions. And when you're panicking, in. you can't you're, think you're, clearly. You're, you're like an Olympic system, lizard brain situation yes. where you don't have time to think. When you just got to let your um, automated system go. Mm. And you're exactly right. The birth plan was something that I needed to have. You know, because when you're, you know, when you're going through labor, you're not going to have the capacity to kind of go. This is what you're supposed. To, I wanted to do. It's yeah. my responsibility as the husband to kind of go. All right, I know what Karen wants in this situation. And so therefore having a plan leading up to it, the plan, see, everybody has a plan 
to, uh, everybody has a plan to succeed. No one has a plan to fail. And I love the quote, um, the quote by Mike Tyson, right? One, one of the gloves, the gloves over there is Mike Tyson. And he says, he goes, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> right. And it is true. Like all boxers, right. Or all fighters go into a fight. No, they have like this plan. They actually work on, but until they get hit, right. Until they get, and then all plan goes to, well, there's a G rated show. So go, goes, you know, to, to the floor. And so you, the goal here is you must have a plan. And this last column really is to look at, okay, what if everything you plan for failed and your worst case scenario in column one actually happens? What are some of the ways to get you back? And now you after these three questions, you should actually feel more confident in actually achieving this goal. Why? Because now you've actually stacked the odds in your favor. I think right? you're, you're removing the uncertainty. Yeah. Because you thought about thought the about worst case all. scenario. Yeah. You thought about how to mitigate the, the risk. And thirdly, you've actually thought about if the worst case, which is probably going to be like a 10% chance mm-hmm. of ever failing, you already know what to do to get you back to, to normal. It's moving forward because I think it's really easy to get stuck in that first column. I think a lot of us subconsciously, we don't sit there doing it, um, thinking, well, what am I, you know, what am I scared of? But it, it comes up in our head as self-doubt, self-talk within us. And mm-hmm. that's where we stop. So I really, I really like this process. It's, it's a great process. And I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to integrate this and I'm going to say it out here so that I can actually be held accountable to actually create this for all, you know, all the, the goal settings I have, because it's really important. It is important to kind of think about that things to actually overcome it. Now, one of the things that you can actually do to train this is to train, you know, um, you know, kids like right now yeah. we, we were, we were, uh, during this period of time, like over, um, you know, Christmas time, we actually had, uh, we played a lot of board games because we got a lot of board games. And one of the things that we were, I've been listening to is Seth Godin stuff. Uh, and he talks about how the school system right now, you know, in, in this day and age is really taught people to regurgitate. No different than how we were you know, slightly different, but really yeah. still the same type it's, of methodology. It's obedience. Yeah. To so follow the rules and, and, and to kind of learn these rope learning. And yeah. really we know nowadays, and I know we have this argument and disagreement on these, but really at the, my opinion is that you know, we're learning things that we no, no, no longer really need so much. That, you, you know, say Google that because you can solve. Google it. Yeah, you can Google things. And, you, and what I think is what's missing and what he says, and I think I, I tend to agree with this, is that it's mo- more importantly to teach our kids, right, to learn how to overcome fear, right, to learn how to deal with situation and, and fear of a situation. And some of those situations is going to be to become a, two things, really, to become a better leader, mm-hmm. right, and to solve better problems. It was interesting because you said that, um, I guess kind of what got me when you were saying about that, because you talked about obedience at school. And obviously I think it does have a place because you can't have the zoo run by the monkeys. There there needs to be obedience. But what he was saying is that, you know, when your children come out to get a job, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be somebody who's just as equally obedient but a lot cheaper to hire. That's right. Or to have these skills or structures. Yeah. So what, what can you provide your children to give them that extra edge that they're able to take risks, that they're able to be leaders. Mm. I love the line. Is this, you can't out-obedient um, the competition, which means that there's somewhere around the world, you know, whether it be in the Philippines or, you know, somewhere in, you know, um, in, in, in Africa or Europe mm. or even in, in Russia, there's going to be someone who's going to be able to do the same job or better, right, or more discipline, more focus because their needs are for this particular job and can actually do it for cheaper. It's going to, yes. you know, they're going to win that competition. 
you know, every single day. What you can, what you can do as, as human beings is that we can teach our kids to become better leaders in themselves and also lead other people. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's to solve better problems. And the problem solving, it does take time like for us to be able to you know, think these things through yes. and actually find those. And one of the things we think is, is a great way is to actually in a game situation. Well, I like that he said this, though, because he wasn't saying pull your kids out of school. No, you do <laughs> it throw, between three. Throw right? caution to the wind. He was saying, you know, when they come home from school, teach them those skills. You know, have that as their homework that they're, you know, and you can do it in a fun way. And, and I was like, oh, what do, what do we do? And, and that's when we started thinking about the board games and some lightsaber and laser games that you'd come up with. And I think, you know what, let's just throw it out there because it gives, it's good to have ideas because it's hard to get stuck thinking, what, do, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And, um, Kaya and Christian got a lot of games from Game Right. We really like a lot of games that help them think and use their imagination. And there was one that I think we're all kind of hooked on right now, which is called Dragonwood. Yeah. And it's a risk-taking game. And it's really funny because we've been watching how we how we each of us play with it. And I kind of like to know, okay, I figured it out, and this is the same strategy I will use all the time, and I will win. <laughs> and the game doesn't work this way because the landscape keeps changing Consist. I haven't won this game once. Like yeah. Kaya has beaten me numerous times. You get very competitive playing this as well. And you've won. And we just thought this is really cool because that's life. Like you can't just say in life, I'm going to do X and Y and it's always going to be Z. Yeah. You have to learn when do I take risks? When do I don't? When, you know, and it's, and it's a fun way that they can learn that without you know, risking something really other than not winning the game. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, games are, have a, a really amazing thing. Um, what it does is that it pulls your true character out. Do you ever play a game with your friends? <laughs> you your, don't want to play Monopoly with Lawrence no, you don't want at to play Monopoly. all. <laughs> but I mean, any games like Monopoly or, you know, you know, Dragon Ball we talked about or any of these type of games really kind of starts to bring out um, a different landscape because in life, as we all know, like we know it intellectually, but we almost somehow don't believe it. it's almost like, tell me the seven steps to success, right? Yeah. It's like, there yeah. is no seven steps to success. Why do you think we've been on episode 113? Because like, <laughs> there's there's way more, um, you know, there's so many different strategies because the landscape, like you said, the landscape changing. keeps changing. You know, the, the world we live in is going to change tomorrow and it's going to continue to change and we don't know where it's going to go. And so the key thing here is that to kind of go, all right, well, the landscape changed. So which means that you might have one strategy that you thought was going to work in game number one, but game number three, that strategy is blown out of the water. Yeah. And also too, it, it also depends on the players who's playing, right? Because certain players have different types of strategies. So you also got to know, it's like poker, right? Or anything else. Everybody, you don't, you need to know your competitors because you don't know how they play. You need to know how they play. I, 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 go I know, this I know you right? do because I don't, I just sit there and play my cards. And then you tell me I was counting your cards. I was, and I'm like, what? I didn't even know I was supposed yeah. to be doing that. And on top of that is that love about games. And this is an analogy of life is that, you know, you get randomly dealt cards. So, which means that you're not going to get the same hand every single time. And so, yes. which means that you're going to, sometimes you get, you know, great cards and some games you get really terrible cards mm-hmm. and it's a roll of a dice and so there's dice involved in this particular game and sometimes you roll a great roll every single time and sometimes it's crap like it, but that's the life sometimes you dealt with a bad hand and but you can only play i don't know who said this quote but really you can only play your um your life really or your game 
with the mm. hands that you dealt with, and you got to deal with it. You can't like, oh, I don't like my hand. Let me can I have another five cards? Reset. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's that you got to deal with it. Sometimes bad situations happen to us. We've explained our situation. I'm sure you have your situation. By the end of the day, that's the hand that you dealt with.、Mm. You know, some of us are born in a particular family. Some of us born in you know a certain country. Like we were fortunate enough to be born in Canada. We live in Australia. I mean, those are like the two amazing countries where we were fortunate. Some you know I could have been born somewhere else, but that's the hand that you. Dealt with, but what you do with that hand, right? What you do with that hand, what risk are you willing to take to actually, you know, step up or move down? All of those things have to be calculated. And what we just talked about in the first half of the podcast, regards with fear setting, that's exactly what you're going through. Like, when, what what cards you playing? You're looking at your hand and going, right? Do I go after the high reward thing? But if I do that, I might not win the game because、yeah. I'm not. So all these calculated moves is being taught through a game which is fun. And the kids are learning. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So check check out some of the game right ones, or see which ones resonate with your family.、Um, I know Kai is really into Monopoly right now as well, and that's fantastic for teaching her about property. She suddenly learned that if she owns houses and people have to pay her rent, she can make a passive income. Yeah, we should charge rent. I know we need to. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually, <laughs> so she played. She played with the rest of the family, you know, with Anna and with Karen, and and so she hasn't. I haven't played yet、uh, with her. To, she, she wants, wants to play to, me because、yeah. she thinks I'm the champion, or、yes. that's what you told her. So she constantly set up Monopoly every night. You know, and then and then for、people. younger children like Christian, he can't. You know, Monopoly is a bit hard for him right now. We've got children's mo- Monopoly, but Monopoly,、um, yeah, and I don't know. It's not quite as fun. But、um, you know, I think it's working with what your children are interested in and what their passions are. Christian is so into Star Wars and really into spying, spy kids type things. And for Christmas, they got some spy gear and motion alarms, and it was really cool. You set up all these motion alarms and had them throughout the house, and they had to go and try to get from one end to the other. Without setting, Without setting the alarms off to get to the lightsaber,、yeah. and it was really cool because they had to. The landscape kept changing. They had to use different techniques and different strategies. Maybe working together, or crawling on the floor, or climbing on things. They had to keep rethinking. How do I go about this? And I think when we can get the children and ourselves. To ask why or how can I do this, and constantly keep looking for different ways to do things versus just looking for a set pattern, you know, which is what I do.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's how I've been trained through school: route memorization and, you know, x and y does equal z, and they live in such a different world. So all of these things, I think, help are a fun way to do it, and I think a much better way of doing homework. Well, this is the one reason why we're bringing this up. The reason why we're bringing it up is simply because. You look at you, like we look at kids. We can we can look at kids, and I'm sure you can watch this and you listen to this and go, yeah, that makes total sense. But why are we doing that as adults? Like, why are we not putting ourselves in different situation where our landscape is constantly changing, or maybe place yourself in changing landscapes, right? Where this is what like for me going to Japan. That's a changing landscape. I've never I've been to Japan once. We went to Japan on a layover, and that was it. No one spoke English, and, and so I lost my bag. And you lost your bag. You tried to explain、nightmare. that. It was a nightmare. <laughs> And going to Japan, for example, in the you know middle of summer for us, it's cold over there. Like you know, and just speaking to U.S. military, I I grew up in Canada and I live in Australia. Our military presence is not so much like our we are peacekeepers, and, and so now I'm going to go speak to U.S. Army guys.、Um, you know, maybe I get to shoot some machine guns, which is going to be so uncomfortable for me. But all of that is like the changing landscape. Like, how am I going to react? What and the questions I'll be asking myself is, what? How does that change me? How how am I can how can I evolve? And for you guys listening to this, is that putting yourself in those little small little situations? Maybe it's like striking up a conversation with someone you typically wouldn't. 
right? Maybe like there's someone at the bus stop and you're standing there. Instead of picking up your phone and, you know, Googling or listening to this podcast, maybe press pause, right? And talk to the person next to you. Who knows? I don't care what it is. Is that what are, what are you willing to risk um, that, you know, that it that's, might give you a, a small little win? And those small little wins might change the landscape of how you see things and how you see the world and also the hands that you dealt with. I think um, one of the things that we, we look at is that we always see the our um, our own insecurities. We all see, and I, I see this in myself, our own insecurities, what we're not great at. What we never look at is what do we get to bring to the table? Who are we as human beings to be able to really inspire other people or to motivate or something you have learned can change someone else's life. And that in itself can you know, realizing that in yourself helps you live a better life and allows you to lead, um, and lead in 2017 and, and beyond, but more importantly, become a model to your kids and other people around you, your friends and your family. I think that's pretty eloquent. I can't add anything for once, Lawrence. I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for, for watching and listening to this. Now, if this resonates with you in some way, if this 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 type of podcast and the, the discussion we're talking about, um, Melissa Barker, thank you so much for sending a personal email to me. Um, and, you know, she, she mentioned to me and just opening up to that, um, she hasn't listened to Inside Champions Mind before. She was actually, and I hope this, it's okay for me to say this, um, but you said you were intimidated by me uh, for, for many years. And it's kind of weird, right? Uh, And because she's been to a couple of the events that we've gone through with the wellness breakthrough, but at the end of the day, um, she actually now seems like she, she's gone back to episode one of inside champion mind and listened going through it because now she's actually starting to get a lot of, um, insights because at her, at her life at the moment, she's getting some value and she's, you know, wanting the the challenge and and the thought process. So, I mean, you never know who needs to listen to this, but if you know of someone, please spread the message because I think it's important uh, not to just absorb this information and keep it to yourself. We'll love to spread this message to other people. If you think this resonates with you or with someone else, please spread the message uh, to other people. If you can do us a massive favor, two things. Number one, go to facebook.com slash inside champions mind. Like us there, comment there if you can. Um, More importantly, go to iTunes to subscribe to us because more more people who subscribe or comment or leave a review really will help us change, um, you know, get our rankings up. More importantly, that affects where you see it, isn't it? When people go to look for a podcast to listen to it's the more likes puts it higher up that people are going to come across it and get to see it i didn't realize right. that yeah absolutely and it's more yeah. relevant and if you know mm-hmm. it, that's what i mean so that's why i love to spread the word it helps other people find us please take like the three minutes or five minutes to, to, to do this to go and subscribe and also leave a comment and review on itunes i'd be greatly appreciated this has been inside the champions mind a show that can helping you overcome we're not mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in life love and legacy i'm Lawrence tam and i'm karen we'll see you next episode Take care. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.